Learning to be happy with Da. Hello and welcome back. In this episode, I'm going to discuss some healthy and unhealthy ways of responding to your own feelings of anger. This should help you identify what you have been doing and what you could do differently. To begin, I want you to recall the meaning of attachment. It's the seriousness with which we approach the things we think we need in order to be happy. And similarly, blame is kind of the opposite. It's what we feel when we believe something outside ourselves is making us unhappy. And wherever there is anger, there is blame. Whether we're frustrated or furious, we're perceiving the anger itself or our disappointment as being caused by something outside ourselves. If it seems as if we're angry with ourselves, It is not with ourselves, but with something else we've identified with. Like in calling ourselves lazy, which is not a fact, but a perception. It is not ourselves that we're angry with, but the way we see ourselves. Which is just a thought. Which is, in essence, not ourselves. We will discuss in another episode how to listen to your thoughts and not identify with them. For now, let's work with anger that we feel towards someone or something else. So, as always, the first step to working through the feeling is to recognize and name it. What exactly are you feeling? Are you feeling frustrated, irritated, resentful, angry, or furious? It's often tempting to express your feelings right away, but it will help to pause and ask yourself these questions first. Who do I want to tell, and why? Do I want to vent, or do I want advice? Given what I know of this person, What is their most likely reaction? Will their reaction help me calm down and regain some perspective? Or are they likely to shut down or become defensive? Ideally, you share your feelings with someone who's capable of listening and likely to ask whether or not you want advice. What you don't want to do is share your anger with someone who's bitter and likely to get angry themselves or rile you up by just agreeing with your negativity. If you don't have a calm, neutral party to hear you out and offer some perspective, you may be better off talking to a counselor or taking some time out to meditate and journal. All right, let's look at some unhealthy responses that you may have to feeling angry. If you've never practiced mindfulness and don't have much experience examining your thoughts and feelings, it's likely you'll respond to anger in a number of unhealthy ways. One, You will speak and act out of the anger without thinking, possibly hurting other people's feelings and making the situation worse. Two, you will seek to numb yourself with distractions like TV, smoking, drinking, exercise. And three, that you will continue to ruminate, complain, and become resentful. In the worst case scenario, the anger gets worse as you indulge in negative thoughts. The thoughts and memories repeat in your mind over and over, building the emotion. These feelings reinforce or create a negative belief. For example, if you're angry at someone, maybe you conclude that they're selfish, unloving, a liar, a cheater, and so forth. Why do we do this? Well, we judge other people in order to protect ourselves. Some part of us believes by labeling the person and taking a fixed view of them that we can protect ourselves from feeling hurt or disappointed in the future. 
If we do not question these negative conclusions, these judgments, we're likely to become very biased in our observations. We become more likely to notice, remember, and make assumptions about things that confirm our negative beliefs, and become less likely to notice or remember things that contradict our beliefs. And essentially seeing only what we already think is true can lead to lots of grief for us. Now that we have looked a bit at what we don't want to happen, let's look at some healthy responses. One, you recognize and accept that you're angry. You don't seek distraction in TV, drinking, smoking, exercise, or complaining. You sit with the feelings. You're uncomfortable at first, but you keep on sitting. Eventually, the anger may remain, but you feel less bothered by it. You don't feel like it's controlling you. You're not as likely to speak or act out of the anger, and perhaps just sitting with it longer causes it to fade away. 2. You watch your thoughts carefully and notice how dramatic they are. You notice your thoughts are going to ideas and feelings of who is right and wrong. You see yourself making assumptions and jumping to conclusions, wanting to blame something or someone for why you feel this way. In seeing this, you have a healthy sense of detachment from your thoughts. And now there is no risk of either forming or reinforcing any negative beliefs, because you know better than to take these thoughts very seriously. 3. By asking the magic question, how, as in how did this make me feel angry or upset, you remember, words and situations can't make you feel anything, since there are no feeling molecules entering your body. This reminds you that you're not helpless, you're not just a victim of the situation, there's something you can do, even if it's only a change in perspective. This new perspective can then lead to a new reaction. By watching your mind carefully, you will see more clearly that it's not just what has happened, but your thoughts about it that's brought about the anger. Recognizing the relationship between your thoughts and feelings leads to forgiveness as you take responsibility for your own reaction. This will likely cause the blame to fade away. With any luck, you'll be able to shift gears and move in a more positive direction. 4. You're genuinely curious and interested in understanding the true cause of your feelings. You start asking questions while paying attention to your thoughts, feelings, and bodily reactions to see how you react. Your feelings don't lie, and it's by paying attention to how certain thoughts and questions make you feel that allows you to go deeper. These are some examples of questions you might ask. What did I want that I didn't get? Why is it so important to me that I get that? What did I really want? What feeling was I hoping or wanting to experience? Sometimes being honest with ourselves regarding what we really wanted, like someone's love, affection, or approval, is enough to help the anger to dissolve. Though it may leave you feeling sad, hurt, or disappointed, this is a good sign as you've reached another layer, and you're one step closer to understanding what these negative reactions are really all about. We'll talk about exploring hurt and disappointment in another episode. Something else may happen as you explore your anger. There may be times you notice that you're holding on to it and don't want to let it go. Why? Well, a part of you believes that anger is a good thing. If this happens, recall that anger is inherently defensive and intended to protect you. Understanding that, it makes sense to ask, not what do I want, as we did before, but what am I afraid of? 
By recognizing what you feel you need protection from, and asking once again that magic question how, as in, how does this have the power to make me feel bad, you're more likely to see that this thing you're scared of doesn't have as much power or importance as you first believed. It's possible, however, that even after doing this, you feel the anger is justified, and that it really does protect you. You believe you need the anger to motivate you, and that nothing will change if you don't get angry. In that case, I ask you, can we not say and do the same things with our bodies, whether we feel angry or not? You don't need to be angry to accomplish anything. You can say to someone, no, that doesn't work for me, without being angry. You can say, when you speak to me like that, I feel disrespected, without being angry. You can leave a relationship or job without being angry. I'm not shaming you for being angry. You didn't choose to be. This is not me saying to just let it go, but helping you to see that you do not need it because there is another, more powerful source of motivation that can help you do these things. Love. It's there below the anger. The only reason you are angry is because you love yourself, because you care about your own feelings, and there's nothing wrong with that. So if all else fails, really feel into the anger. Feel what's going on inside your body. It's stressful and it's hurting you. Maybe you feel tense, Maybe your head hurts, or your stomach hurts, or you're feeling shaky and have lost your appetite. Perhaps you notice that whatever you're upset about isn't happening right now, and you're distracted when you could be relaxed. It doesn't feel good to be angry, so maybe you can love yourself enough to let it go. Okay, so there is a better motivation for the things we do, and a better way of reacting to events than with anger. This is nice to know, but how do we get from here to there, from anger to peace? Well, the best method for transforming our anger is to do as we have done, and think in depth about where it comes from, what we want and why. But there is another tool. We can transform our reactions with the help of visualization. This is something you will need to be proactive with. It's not something you would do when you're feeling angry, but when you're feeling good or neutral. I discussed the method in the episode on journaling, but we'll cover it again here. First, we must believe it's possible to react in a different way, and secondly, to think about how we would like to react in that situation. Bring to mind a moment you felt angry or frustrated. If you can't remember anything particular, just imagine a hypothetical situation you know you would find frustrating. And you're going to visualize your thoughts, feelings, and behavior playing out in a different way. There are two ways to go about the visualization. One, you remember or imagine that you're starting to get angry, but what's different this time is you notice right away and you know what to do. You want to hold the triggering thoughts, memories, or images in your mind as you practice taking long, slow breaths in through the nose and out through the nose. See in your mind's eye your posture relaxing. See yourself smiling. You can be creative here. Just imagine that the anger or frustration is starting to come on, but quickly fades away as you recognize and let it go. 
and tap into the sense of freedom, that feeling of being free right here, right now, as you hold those thoughts in your mind. Two, the other method is simply to imagine the stressful or frustrating scenario, but rather than imagine the anger coming on, you just imagine feeling how you'd want to feel. There's no anger to notice or overcome, for it simply doesn't bother you at all. Like I said before, you can be creative. The only things I recommend you do to be successful are 1. Holding the triggering thoughts, memories, or images in your mind as you relax your body right here, right now. 2. Focus on the pleasant feelings and make them as real as possible. This is not an exercise in wishing you were different or hoping you'll react differently. You must imagine the feeling that you want to feel and not merely name what it is you want. 3. To really make it real and transform your mind, you'll want to incorporate several different sense perceptions, such as sight, sound, and touch. Imagining the stressful moment, you see yourself aware of the clothes on your body and the colors all around you. Maybe there's a certain color that helps you feel relaxed, or even happy. If you're reimagining a conversation, hear yourself speaking in a calm and gentle tone. 4. Dedicate at least 5 or 10 minutes to this practice on a regular basis in order to transform the way that you react. By doing this, you develop familiarity with your truest intentions and with the positive feelings and continuously practice embodying the best version of yourself. I hope that has been helpful. And don't forget to check out the Learning to Be Happy Facebook group and my website, www.theheartchakra.ca, where you can access affordable counseling and spiritual healing in person or online. Catch you next time. Bye. Thank you.